Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fixing Radio. And it is that time. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, joining me today who's yep. been with me many, many years on Drive Radio. He's with me today. We'll be on Drive Radio as well. Yep. And if you're listening to us on uh, Replay Show or Tuesday, thank you so much for listening. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and Larry Unger answering phones. We're always here to answer questions, so if you've got a question of anything to do with around the house, Larry was giving us some uh, tips on some things before the show today that we may get into when it comes to just different things that come up around the house that I will be the first to say, Jeff, I probably take some things for granted because I, you know, I'm very fortunate. You, you know, my dad. I mean, I yeah. was, I was raised in a way where you didn't raise the white flag of surrender unless you absolutely had to. I mean, if it was regular, common, ordinary things, you fixed it yourself. Now, we talk about you know some of the plumbing things or HVAC furnaces, things like that. Okay, yeah, there are things there that you need to call and have somebody come. Yep. And help you with because the last thing you want is any kind of an issue with your exactly you know HVAC you know natural gas things like that. But outside of that, everything else around the house, I mean, there's not really anything. There's I can't a lot. Fix. I mean, you know, you get to looking at it. You know, you, just simple things like recocking the tub and the shower. Um, you know, sinks. Checking your checking your tile floor right for weak spots. Cracks, things like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, we'll get into some of that today, by the way. So we'll get into some maintenance things as we head into the fall and winter months. I did want to, based upon what Larry had mentioned to me prior to today's show, this is sort of, we'll make a little bit of the show today a PSA, public service announcement. And because I, I guess I didn't realize this, but I guess there is some misconceptions when it comes to what's expected on the around the house and even on car repair we'll get into a little bit of that on drive radio as well so larry reminded me and he said we can do this in the future and i'm thinking i'll forget i might as well just go ahead and do it now while we're talking about it It makes it easier and and what i want what i mean by that is a lot of you will have things done around the house and of course you'll have things done on the car i'll get to the car later when we do drive radio around the house just a few tips first of all you never ever 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 have to give out your social security number or your pin number to any kind of a bank account credit card anything along those lines ever i don't care who's asking i don't care who's calling i don't care who you're meeting with there is no need to do that now the exception to of course a social security number would be if you're financing something and on their credit inquiry they're asking you for some of those details, but that's not going to be for the contractor. That's going to be for whatever, you know, let's say you're going to do a big, do a big kitchen remodel and they've got some sort of financing available, or you're going to do uh, windows yep. and there's some sort of financing available. Okay. In that particular case, yes, you may need to do some things with your credit. And that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about with social security numbers is somebody just, you know, comes into the house, they want to do a certain amount of work, and right off the bat they ask you for some of those personal information items. You do not give that information out, period. No. Nope. Ever. So you do and by the way, 
you don't have to. A lot of folks, I think, nope. think that there's some sort of a, a law or something along those lines where you have to give that information out. There is not. You do not give that information out. Now, where it gets a little bit dicey, and this is where, as I've always been on the provider side of the fence and still am to a large degree, you may have a situation where you're doing a large remodel or a large job and you're not going to finance it. You may be required by that contractor to put some money down on the front side. How much you put down, uh, I would be very careful and spelled out as to what you're putting down and what you're getting for that. Because I, I also understand as a contractor that these, these individuals want to make sure that they're not ordering a bunch of items in, that you then change your mind and say, oh, I don't want those, I want something else. They're now sitting on a bunch of things they cannot get rid of. They've got an expense. So I understand yep. where contractors come from and why there are quote-unquote deposits on certain jobs. I understand that. What you have to be careful of, though, especially when it comes to contractors, I'm just going to say it straight up, is to make sure that you're not giving the deposit so that the last job they're doing gets completed. Yep. Because with contractors, that's very common. They're going to get enough money from you so they can go back and complete the job they're working on now, and then they're hopefully going to find somebody else that they can get a deposit on when they start on yours because they've already used your money for the last job. That's where you need to really check references, know who you're dealing with. If there's ever a question, text me or email me, and I'll help you with that. If you ever have a thought, an inkling of, well, this just doesn't sound right, ask. Yeah, That is what we're here for. There are enough resources between... Myself, Jeff, others like Jeff, Larry, even Charlie and Scott Watley and others that are even around the station here. I have more than enough resources at my disposal where even if I, and sometimes I don't, I don't know the answer, I can find out. So, folks, please, if you ever have a question on what to do in that regard, please ask us, and we will be more than happy to answer that question for you. The last thing I want to see is somebody getting taken advantage of. Now, I say all that to say this. I also know... There are some unscrupulous customers out there. Not you guys listening, because you guys are all solid, and I get that. But there are some unscrupulous customers whereby they will take advantage of a contractor. They will, you know, a job gets completed, and the contractor's waiting for the last payment. Yep. And they'll try to stiff the contractor on the last payment. Well, that's not cool either. Neither side of that work, and... What you want is a good relationship all the way through, have the job done correctly, pay at the end of the job for the remaining balance if there is one, and away you go. Now, small jobs, you know, things that, that don't involve, you know, somebody ordering a lot of parts and things like that, you know, you, you're probably just going to pay when the job's done and away you go. Although, you, know, you, may have, you may have a situation where furnace has a problem. That's this time of year. Let's say furnace, you know, you go to fire the furnace up, which some of you may be doing. It's getting down into the high 30s, mid 30s at night. Some of you may be turning the furnace on. Let's say it doesn't work right. And by the way, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has a furnace tune-up special right now you can get with them on. Just make sure you tell them you heard them on Fix-It Radio and they'll, they'll take great care of you. But you may find that you need something done. Well, let's say, for example, they come out, they look at your, your furnace and it needs a board. Well, if I was absolute electrical heating and air, depending upon the furnace make model and what it is, I may require you to buy that board on the front side, mm -hmm. and I'll come out and put it in once I have it. Because, again, I don't want to be stuck with a part, if, especially if it's a unique situation. I don't want to be yep. stuck with something I can't sell again. So, And there may be those types of situations, even where they're not big, huge 
you know, thousand tens of thousands of dollars, and you still may be required to pay a two hundred dollar part charge on the front side to get something ordered. I get that. I understand that part of it. Just make sure that you've got copies, receipts, an understanding of what's going to happen, and all of that when that's all said and done. Does that make sense, Jeff? Makes perfect sense. Want to add anything to that? Well, my biggest pet peeve is we had a we had an issue with our dishwasher that was covered under warranty. Okay. Okay, you get the service guy comes out, checks it out, and yeah, yeah, this is what it is. But I don't have the part on my truck. Okay. Okay, it's under warranty. I got to order it. Okay. So how long is that going to be? Well, it ended up being about three or four weeks. Right now, that's not uncommon. Uh, yeah. That's very common, actually. But then again. In fact, I'll go as far as say it's probably the norm now. Well, and they're getting another trip charge to come out and put it in. Correct. So I get the deal where if they've got to buy something special and it's like an older dishwasher or something like that. Could that even be a new one. Yeah. Depend, there, here's what everybody forgets. There's so many makes and models now, even inside of a particular line, you cannot expect your local HVAC house to have everything. Exactly. They're not going to. Nor, exactly. nor If I was coaching them, I wouldn't recommend them having all of those. And on top of that, due to the pandemic, a lot of their supply houses are gone. That's right. Period. There's a couple that I used to use for just run-of-the-mill stuff, they're gone. They're not there anymore. They didn't make it. They couldn't. Right. They were not a quote-unquote essential business. They did not make it. Yeah. Right. And I mean... Right. So now they're having ordered stuff Which, online. by the way, they were essential, but that's another conversation. Well, <laughs> don't get me started. Y'all know my feelings on that. Same feelings. We should have, we, we, we should have had no businesses go out during no. that time. But anyway, no. some did. That's the point. Some did. But bottom line is, is that be prepared for that. But also make sure you're dealing with somebody that's reputable. Yes. Yes. Exact way to say it, Jeff. And if that's the case, I hate saying this, but you might see if you can buy the part. Possibly. And have them put it in maybe for a little bit. More on the labor side. More on the labor yeah, side. Yeah, it just depends. And where you where you have to really weigh all that out, and, and I get where Jeff's going, and there are times you could save some money doing that, although the thing you need to be careful of or watch on that is what's your warranty going to be like after the fact? Let's well, say you buy the part, they put it in, they charge you the extra, put it in, and let's say that exactly something happens. And by the way, this is usually how it works because Murphy shows up. That part goes bad. Yep. Well, now who's covering it? Or doesn't work out of the box. Or doesn't, yeah, or yeah. there's a good one. Doesn't work out of the box. Got damage and shipment, something along those yeah. lines. So now they've got this part. They've come out for another service call. Exactly. That part doesn't work. Or they do go ahead and put it in. Everything works fine. And maybe a month later, you have the same issue all over again. And so say that part went bad. Well, yep. guess what? You, they're charging you again, and they yep. should. So. Yep. Sometimes yes, that's, that's a double-edged not a, sword. Yeah, sometimes you can save some money doing that. Sometimes not, and that's where you just really have to weigh things out and make a determination what works best. The other thing that, and again, our our suppliers, our our you know our sponsors here are very good at absolute electrical heating and air is one we're talking about now when it comes to the HVAC side. I know because I've dealt with these guys plenty. They'll just tell you in the front side, we can fix this for X or to replace it is X. Yep. What do you want to do here? Here, you know, you've got a furnace that's eight years old. Yep, it's going to last another X amount of time. We could upgrade that into a furnace that's this much more efficient. Blah blah blah. Here's what your energy savings would be. You decide at the end of the day what do you want to do. That's your call at that point. Exactly. 
And I would also say that we talked about this a little bit last week, but I want to make sure I made mention of this. Those of you that have any kind of air conditioning um, units, parts units, where you feel like you're maybe just sort of hanging by a thread on your unit right now, there are changes coming after January 1 that change the SEER rating on AC units that will make them, it is already making them more expensive. So my point is, if you want to get in before those price increases happen, and you know you've got a system whereby it's it's maybe, you know, again, hanging on a thread, or you've had to do some work on it, or they've told you, hey, you know, in the not-too-distant future, we're going to need to replace, you know, this outside unit. Uh, if that is the case, you are better off to get that done now than next spring. Yep. And I mean, I'm talking in some cases, folks, 10, 15, 20% increase over what it is today. So don't say we didn't warn you. If you know you've got issues with something and you want to go ahead and get it taken care of now, you're going to save more money now, especially with inflation. Because here's the other thing. Not only is the new regulation going to push prices up, but just the fact of labor being more money and all of that's going to push it up as well. So, yes, if you've – and this is just another secret. Until everybody turns their furnace on, ACs aren't being used as much. This is a great time to call absolute – get them out, make some sort of a deal with them because this is going to be their slower time of the year. Yep. There's about a four-week period where they're you know, not quite as busy as they normally would be, and typically that's through the month of October. And now is your time. If you want to get something done and have a little bit less money spent on it, now would be the time to do that. Most definitely. We, I mean, we know what that's like in the shop world. It's no different for them on the... And I talked to them directly the other day. I said, so how's everything going? They're like, oh, you know, this is kind of our lull in the HVAC side. Electrical's super busy. We can't keep enough electricians, and we've got more than enough going on there. There's a, you know always a gazillion things to do on that end of it. But on the HVAC side, yeah, this is kind of our lull. So if you guys want to get anybody out, you know, if they want to get out and get something done now, now's the time to do it. They'll save more money doing it now than they will yep. doing it in November, December. And then on the AC side, waiting until next April or May to do it, you're going to pay a lot more money next April or May than you are now. Definitely. So just food for thought, and along those lines, again, going back to the whole what do you give someone that shows up at your home, whether that be you know, a contractor, you get your car worked on, whatever the case may be, number, they're going to have your address and all of that, and that's a given. They know that as well. That's an easy one. But personal information, bank accounts, things like that, no. And I will give you just really quick another tip. Always, always pay for all of these items with a credit card. Yes. Because when you do, you have protection with the credit card company that you don't get when you use either a debit card or a check. So by all means, use a credit card to pay for these things. I don't care who it is, even our own people that we use here. Use a credit card. It's just one more layer of protection that you end up with. Okay, so debit card comes right out of your checking account. Yep. Charlie wanted me to say what's the difference between debit and credit. A lot of you have a debit card. comes right out of checking account. There's very little protection using a, a debit card. Yep. You yet, Yeah, it'll say Visa, MasterCard, whatever. Typically, it's a Visa debit card. It'll have your bank's name on it, and it'll say Visa, whatever. But And it'll say debit right on the front. It is a debit card from your checking account. So if you make a $100 purchase, it's taking $100 out of your checking account, and, and or if you have a line of credit with it or whatever, but it's taking $100 out, it's using that card, it's paying that bill, done deal. And you have little to no protection on anything fraudulent going on with that debit card. Yep. That's why I hate them. I I will be the first to tell you, and I know this is going to sound really odd. I don't even activate the debit cards my bank sends me. 
Why? Because I don't believe in using them because of the reasons we just said. I don't care if I even have one. I don't want one. I don't need one. I will use a credit card, pay that off automatically every month. A, I get all sorts of other bonuses and miles and different things that I get from doing that. I do not use and will not use a debit card for several different reasons, and that's one of them. So, Steve in the Springs, what's going on, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. Are you enjoying this Monday ball day? Oh, doing great. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. A couple quick thoughts on contractors. After the last three decades, a couple things I've learned. Most people are unaware, and I think a lot of contractors are unaware, there is a contractor trust fund statute in Colorado. It's uh, CRS 3822-127. Basically, it says that any funds dispersed to a contractor, subcontractor, under any building construction remodeling shall be held in trust for the payment of subcontractors. And I guarantee you, a lot of contractors I have dealt with don't even know that exists. Mm. And the reason reason for it is to ensure that subs get paid. Right. Yep. And trust is like a trust escrow account where it's disbursed, and the whoever's holding the funds are ultimately responsible for paying the subs. And I guarantee but you I, very I'll, little use that. Exactly. If any. And that is, uh, it is required. But on the issue of contractors, they're number two behind auto repairs and consumer complaints. Right. And one thing I've learned, like as you were mentioning, you don't want your deposit to be used to finish somebody else's job nope. or whatever. <clears throat> so one thing I've done, particularly with the smaller guys and smaller projects, I will buy the materials. If they want to go with me, that's fine. But, you know, it's not that big a deal. Set up an account at home, Despot or Lowe's, and you get a little spiff on that too. But at least make sure that you are buying materials for your job, not somebody else's job. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Then, yeah, I think uh, the other thing, too, Stephen, I didn't mention this, but you just made me re- you know, think about something. Also put hard deadlines in there as to how some of that stuff's going to work. I mean, if you're going to buy materials for my job and deliver them to the house, what day is that going to happen by? That's correct. And have a small written contract, even to you, even yep. if to you it's a small job. Yes, agree. The other reason I called before the contractor issue was I got an email from a pretty good electrical contractor down here for ages, every single county has had the equivalent of a regional building to set up codes, mm-hmm. particularly for electrical that correspond to NEMA codes. Right. Well, now our, our adorable Democratic legislature up there is proposing that the state have one blanket set of electrical code regulations, which include popping up each panel to 50 to 100 amps over what it is now, and of course having a charging station unit. Yeah, that's BS. Yeah. Yeah, the estimates are it's going to add ten to fifteen Jeez. grand. Yeah, both new. We don't want that. And we got to fight yeah, that, we Steve. Do, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. We got to fight that. We got to fight that. I mean, I, I, I understand the, and I think even some electricians wouldn't mind this. The unification of code across the state would make their jobs a whole lot easier. But as usual, Steve. They're going to do that, and, oh, by the way, you're going to do this, this, and this as well. So, you know, you, you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. They're going to get something else shoved into that. That's why we don't want it. Right. I don't, I don't know if it's passed yet, but I'll follow I will, up on it. I'm you know what? If you have any information on that, send it my way. I'll talk about that during the week even because, yeah, that's something we want to fight. We do not want that. We'll do one last minor question. I've got a patch of grass. We have a corner lot, mm-hmm. and I can't get the thing to grow. I don't know whether it's winter kill, more likely dog pee corner. It's a lot of inconsiderate folks. Their dogs tend to lift their legs. Take, right take, a, take a soil sample and send it to CSU. They'll tell you exactly what it is, what to do to fix it. 
Hey, that's a great idea because I've mm-hmm. tried revive and fertilize. No, nope, no, and, and, and in some cases it could be a soil issue where you've got to have some soil amendment, or if it is just a fact that you know you've got neighbors, you know, that are wetting on it or whatever, you know, the neighbors' dogs, they'll or neighbor itself, you never know. Um, <laughs> I say that sort of tongue in cheek, well, you know, but you never I, know. Well, I'm not today's dog, world. You know, I don't, I, I don't walk by your yard and pee on it. Please don't do that on mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you know what. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah. But no, it, literally, and we've had even on the commercial end of it some some issues where you know you could have everything from you know any kind of a worm, mites, uh, different types of bugs, moths, uh, the the urine itself, you know, causing heavy nitrogen, something leaching up from underneath. I mean, there's all sorts of things, and that soil report will tell you exactly what it is. We used to have this gal jogging around Briargate that called her the Briargate Pooper, and she would poop. In yep. people's yards, that's right. There were restrooms across the street at yep. Starbucks. Well, they finally got her on videotape. Yep, and she was just like, "Well, when I gotta go, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. Uh, that that was a big no, story I, back in the day, by the way. You remember that? Yeah. Oh yes, I do. Yeah, that was a big deal. Poopgate. That's what it was. Watergate pooper. That's right. That's <laughs> Have right. Have a great day, gentlemen. You too, Steve. Appreciate it very much. Good advice, by the way. Everything he just said. Spot on, and we'll again we'll come back talk about that a little more. If you've got any questions for us, please let us know. 303-477-5600. Myself, Jeff Kitty, we'll be right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You're driving down the road, and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield, and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once, and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA. We know that summer weather won't last forever. Getting your furnace checked before old man winter arrives can avoid costly and inconvenient breakdowns on your HVAC system. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is offering a $59 furnace tune-up special to ensure the reliability of your HVA system before you need it the most. No wait time from the best team Denver has to offer. Schedule your $59 furnace tune-up now so you don't lose precious heat when you need it the most. 
Call 720-442-8842 or go to fixitradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs, and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof, whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com and I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry Ingram, answering phones. There's a couple of lines lit up, so give me a second. I'll be right to you. I wanted to mention one other PSA that actually Larry and Charlie were just mentioning a moment ago. I've got a funny story I'll tell here in a little bit. But also, Social Security Office, IRS, never call you. If you get a phone call that says that's where they're from, you hang up immediately. They will not ever call you on the phone. Here's the other thing, too, that I would really highly encourage all of you. If it's a number that you do not recognize, do not answer the phone. Because here's the other thing that happens. Even if you answer the phone and kind of play around with these guys a little bit, or if you just answer and play dumb, they now know that's a good working number. Mm-hmm. They will not only continue to call you off that number, they will sell that number to every other scammer out there that they know because they now know that's a working number that will get answered. So don't answer the phone unless you know who it is. If you don't know who it is, let it go to voicemail and call them back right away if you want to. If you think it's a family member, kid, friend, yep. something like that. But if you do not recognize the number, do not answer the phone, period. Bruce in, in uh, Greenwood Village, what's going on? Love your show, John. I love listening to both your this show and the car show. Thank you, Bruce. Um, I want to make, you're welcome. I want to make a comment about the soil sample you said you could send to CSU. Yes. Not many people know this, but CSU has built a small campus. Oh, we lost you, Bruce. Are you still there? The hey, you know what? We, we lost you for just one second. Say that again. They built a small campus, I assume? 
yeah, a small campus at the National Western Stock Show. Oh, okay. And it's called the Spur Center, and they've got a building dedicated to, to earth and plants and one to water, and the other is equine-related. I did not know that. Earth building is called Terra, and you can actually take a soil sample and drop it off there. Awesome! And then they'll run the sample for you and get the results back to you. I did not wow. know that, Bruce. Thank you. So, That's huge. So, so, Steve, down in the Springs, you don't even have to send it. Well, he may just go ahead and mail it in, Bruce. But if you're up in this area and want to just drop it by, you could do that. Yeah. That's awesome, Bruce. I did not know that. I have no clue. Get time, you should go by there. It's a phenomenal. Center. I will do they that. Just opened it. No, I will do yeah. that. I, I did not know that at all. I appreciate that, Bruce. That's awesome. That's good information. Yeah, that's really cool. Appreciate that very much. And that's you know what? Thank you guys. You you are great listeners. You help each other out immensely, and it's why we do this each and every day, like we do. Joe, you're up. What's going on, sir? John, two quick things and a medium thing. One, if you got cracks in your driveway, now's the time to patch them because if you let yep. water and snow get in there and freeze, you're going to have potholes in the summer. So. It's you know it's it's not unpleasant and now's a nice time of year. No, it's, it's cool. a perfect day to do it. Yep, patch your driveway cracks. Otherwise, if you get thaw freeze, thaw freeze in there. It, you know, I was having get... a conversation with somebody about that last night, Joe. And a lot of people, especially here in Colorado, will accuse the concrete itself or even the person that laid it in the fact that it cracks and so on. And the reality is, it's because of what you just said. Yep, yep. So and again, if it's concrete. You can get a concrete-colored caulk to put in there if it's black. You can even get self-leveling now that works really well, Joe. You don't even have to be a master, you know, caulker to do it. You just self-level it, and away you go. Exactly. And if it's con- and if it's blacktop, there's different different mixes. If it's a big crack, there's Correct. a gravel mix you want to use. And but yeah, you want to do that. Second, I'm thinking of Dan Muir. If uh, <laughs> you have a humidifier on your furnace, <laughs> oh yeah, take that off now. Or no, you can fire yeah, it up now. Now it's time to fire it up. Well, number one, turn the water back on. Turn you know, turn the, uh, yep. the rheostat back up to fifty percent. Check the pad, make sure it's not all loaded with minerals. And humidifiers will always have a drain tube going into a little condensate pump, mm-hmm. a little bucket. Make sure that condensate pump is working. Open it up. Make sure it's not full of mold and dead mice and anything. Yep. Yeah, one of, uh, one of those fall services exactly. Right. And the last thing on contract... Hey, and really quick, uh, Joe, if you're going to do all that, you might yeah. as well check your furnace filters and do all that at the same time as well. Uh, yeah, it, yeah if you, I assume furnace filters is a is a standard at least twice a year, but yeah, absolutely change your furnace filters. And most furnace filters, by the way, have an airflow out hour, hour, excuse me, arrow. Make sure you put them in the right, yep, right way good up. Good point, good point. So, um, contracts, My I just saved my brother-in-law $20,000. Uh, in the spring, he signed a contract for a remodel on the house. He was adding a dormer and changing some stuff and adding an AC unit. And he asked me to look over the contract, so I put two things in there. I put a liquidated damages provision in there. I asked, you know, I said, get guy, you know, have him commit to a completion date. Mm-hmm. I said, add 10 days to the completion date and then put a liquidated damages provision that says for every day, you know, whatever I think the date was like was going to be uh, August 31st, you know, Ten days after that, liquidated damages will begin to accrue at the rate of ten dollars per day, doubling every day. You know, after September tenth. Well, guess what? After one week, ten dollars a day doubling is is um, six forty. After eight days, it's twelve hundred. After fourteen days, it's like uh, fourteen thousand. And the other thing I had is that if either party has to sue, loser will pay the other party's attorney's fees because attorney's fees are normally not. Uh, right. Collectible unless right. Stipulated that's right. 
specified in the contract. So I had a uh, loser pays provision I added. Well, guess what? This guy, you know, after middle of September, he wasn't even close to uh, being done. And so my brother-in-law defaulted him and then said, and sent him a bill or had his attorney send him a bill for the liquidated damages. And uh, apparently this contractor first screamed and whined, you can't enforce that. Well, guess what? His attorney, the contractor's attorney said, write him a check. Mm. <laughs> well, it wasn't, he basically, he told him, keep the $12,000 that you, that was the last payment on the contract and write him a check for 8,000 because uh, you're going to lose. You try to fight this. Yep. You're going to lose, and you're going to you're going to owe more. So, uh, That's a great idea, Joe. That just keeps those guys honest. Yep. So a liquidated damages provision. If you're doing a, a significant remodel, you want to have a losers paid, and you want to have a liquidated damages. And most contractors don't think twice. Oh yeah, ten dollars a day, doubling every day, big deal. Well, you know, guess what? After eight days, you're looking at a thousand bucks. Nine days is two thousand. Uh, Ten days is four thousand. It, it it goes up uh, exponentially. So and, and by the way, that's uh, what, that's how a lot of the bigger you know city contracts and uh, you know like the I seventy projects and things like that. That's why those things are in there as well. Yeah, they've got they'll, they'll typically have a bonus for early completion, uh, but a much stiffer right. um, penalty uh, for 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 being late on you know late on completion. Um, so if you're going to do a significant which, remodel, which really quick, Joe. If you look around, you can almost guess which projects have that and which ones don't, because you can always tell the ones that get done before they're supposed to versus the ones that drag on and on and on. Mm-hmm. If they're working on Sunday and they're working at night with the with the lights at night and they're working on a Sunday, you can you can guarantee there's both there's a yep. bonus for early completion and a penalty for missing the completion date. If they're working um, six hours a day and that thing's dragging on for months and months and months, there's nothing in there for either. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, so which, this which show, really quick, you know, Joe, as a side note, I know that's this is not necessarily a program to talk about this, but why every city, county, you know, municipality, state, et cetera, doesn't do what you just said is beyond me. But I can tell you they're not in every contract. They should be, but they are not. No, and, and John, I'm, of course, the businesses I'm associated with, you know, we look at some of those contracts, and it's rare that we see a bonus for early completion or a penalty for missing the date. It's rare. Dumb. The rare, I, I don't think I've maybe one out of 20, you know, we look at city contracts, county contracts, state contracts. I can't remember the last time I saw a contract that either, yep. either had a bonus for early completion or a penalty for, for missing the date. And you, you talk about legislative things that could be done on a, you know, regional basis or, you know, a state basis. And those are the kind of things that these knuckleheads should be working on versus the other nonsense they're always dinking with. Oh, hey, John, one more thing on, on uh, like, HVAC. If a uh, little, little uh, wrinkle in the uh, mechanics lien law, if the supply house trucks pull, if the furnace or AC unit is delivered to your house by the supply house, you want to get proof of payment yeah. from yep. the supply house. Because the way it works is right. if, the supplier, if the supplier delivers it to your house, and your contractor stiffs the supplier. He can put a mechanics supplier, lien on. That's right. Right, but the but the supplier cannot lien your house if it is just a transaction. It. Right, because if yep. the contractor picked it up, so he again, has no idea where it's going at that point. So you're right. You know that, that's a great point, Joe. Good point. Yeah. So you know lumber furnaces, and I've seen this where I've seen the Johnstone Supply or the Granger or whatever the truck or even the lumber yard pulling up, delivering material to the house. 
And before you make the next payment to the contractor, you want to see, uh, you know, either a lien release or proof of payment to the supplier yep. if the supplier is delivering stuff directly to your house. That's a great point. Great advice, Joe. Yep, so. Now, that would include even things like asphalt shingles, drywall if you're doing a remodel, things like that, where typically the contractor will have those things delivered. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if so if the uh, – let's take a roofer. So, you know, you see the supply house truck, yep. and they drop off, you know, 40 square worth of shingles. Well, guess what? If he, your contractor doesn't pay the supply house, they'll slap a lien on your house, and then right. guess what? They'll collect. That's right. Yep. Now, you can, try to, you can try to collect from the sub. Um, but you know, some of these subs, you know, don't have two cents to rub together. Exactly. Uh, so, good so luck. better to avoid it. Yeah. Good luck. So better to avoid it yep. by demanding a lien release from the supplier yep. before you make the next payment. That's a great point, Joe. So, good, good advice. Great advice. Yep. That's, that's why we do this guys. This has all been great advice. I, I, Joe, I appreciate it very much. All right, guys. Take care. You bet. Right. Take care. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, this is fix it radio. KLZ five sixty. End of the season, quiet, cool, blowout. The whole house fan you know and love, but with an added benefit. With any quiet, cool purchase, receive a full furnace clean, including disassembly and cleaning of your whole furnace so you're prepared when old man winter hits. By the way, that's a $300 value. That's the last thing you want to do is circulate all that dust through your clean home that's been sitting in your furnace when you fire it up for the first time. Call 720-442-8842 or go to fixitradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a roof max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs, and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof, whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com. And I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, and John and Cheyenne joining us now. John, welcome. What's up, sir? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, first thing, I want to throw out three, I want to throw three shout-outs to your sponsors that I've used. First one is Paul Lundberg at yep. uh, the insurance company. He's my he guy. A ton of money. Yep. Okay. Second one is Kurt at AIM. Yep. Yep. Again, he's the man. Great job, great service. Yeah, you know, really quick. Uh, the thing I love about both those guys is there's just no BS. They'll just tell you straight up. Here's what I can yep. or can't do, and there's no beating around the bush. Oh yeah, that's what I like. There's yeah. no there's no sales job, John. I guess what I'm trying to say. No, I told him what I, I both times I had uh, Paul evaluate my current policy. He said, "This is what I can save you. This is what's the deal." And we switched our three cars and, you know, the house over to uh, a policy with him that saved us a ton of money. There you go. And uh, and then with Kurt, we did the process, and it was smooth as could be. And a lot of times when you do a refi or change your mortgage or something, it could be a bear, but yes. this one worked out You're really good. well. Good, good, good. Good to but hear. But the big thing with Kurt He's going to send you that list of documents, and the quicker you get it back to him, the quicker he. You're right. Good, yep. good advice, John. So, Perfect. Yep. Great so advice. Before you, before you even, or the first time you talk to him, ask him for the list and start gathering them. Yep. Good and point. And then uh, Troy over at Troy over at Novus in Cheyenne, top shelf job. Good deal. Dropped the truck off at eight o'clock, and he called me at ten and said it was ready. Nice. And you know, nice. Five minutes. Uh, Troy's place is five minutes from the office, so it's just, you know, he could have come out and did mobile, but, you know, five minutes away, he dropped it off at his shop. He's got all the equipment in the shop, which yep. I always think is better than doing the mobile. No, class. I agree with you, John. I don't know what you're... No, is. I agree. Very much so. All right. So, one tip for all the customers who were listening to you yesterday from about a quarter to three to about a quarter after. Yes. Before you sign a contract with any solar company, call your local utility and make them explain exactly how they're going to bill you yep. for your because every and, and I, you know what I should have mentioned that <coughs> excuse me I should have mentioned that because that's the one thing that that Alan does he actually gets you on a three way call with them and does that okay because every state has a different set of rules at the PUC yep. level. That's right. But then every utility, whether it's a Muni or an REA or a for-profit, you know, regular regulated utility, is all going to have a slightly different way of billing. 
And you don't know how many times when I used to work for the utility that we would get contacted saying, hey, that's not what my solar company told me. Well, if you're believing a solar company salesman, and I'm not saying your guy, but there's a lot of shady ones out there, there is. You're right correct. now. No, you're working, right. Working that you should be on the phone. Take 10 minutes. I know sometimes there's a delay getting through to the utility, but the other thing is most utilities today have the regulations and the explanation on exactly how they're going to build those solar, wind, whatever systems on their website where you can download it and read it. Read it yourself, and then if you don't understand it, call the utility. That's what they're there for. There should have somebody who could explain it to you. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if, if, if they do a – you know, there's a utility in Utah – that does a buy all sell all, and I don't know if you know. So you're they're buying all your electricity that you generate at the wholesale power cost, which could be about three cents a kilowatt hour, but they're charging you thirteen cents for whatever you take from them. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're not going to make any money. So you need to really, you know, as you always say, check it out. But yep. get a you know get with your local utility first. Even though I know everybody hates Excel Energy. Because they're XL Energy, and I don't know why. They, everybody hates them, but they do. But they have a customer service department that's supposed to be able to explain this to you. You know, and, and I, I just went so. through that on my commercial building, John, and to, to your point, it's really uh-huh. it's not that bad. And in this case, Alan does all the legwork. He actually gets on the phone, gets them on, on the phone with right. you, and, and does a lot of the upfront sure. legwork to make all that happen. So you're not the one waiting on the phone for 10 minutes. Right, and, you know, that, that's a sign of a good installer. The other thing I would recommend is before you sign a contract, find out where they're headquartered, where they're working out of, because we ha- I have seen in the past years ago where they, uh, a guy bought a, a solar system and the company went out of business a year later and he had no one to service yeah, it or anything point. else. Great point. Then he was searching. So... Yeah, you know, because like anything else, John, some things could go bad down the road, and you want to make sure you can take care of those. Yep. Right, and you've got to make sure there's somebody who can do that if this company's going to be gone six years from now, five Mm -hmm. years from now. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, in the auto industry, how many mechanics open great shops, and three years later, the doors are boarded up? Um. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot. Well, first of all, there's a lot of businesses in general that are that yeah. way, John, where folks feel right. like, oh, yeah, right. I, I can be an owner. I can do this like the place I just worked at. I, you know, I, I can do it. In fact, I can do it better than mm-hmm. my boss did. That's typically what happens. They go out, they get started. And, and you know, and, and to their credit, some make it, uh, although they probably bought a job, they didn't buy a business. And that's where, you know, I try to help a lot of these guys not right. own just a job, but a business itself and do that on the consulting side. But to your point, yes, it happens more often than not. They, they don't know what they're getting into is the point. Yeah, so, right. And so, and that happened um, in Wyoming back 12 years ago. The state was given rebates on top of the Fed rebates. And a lot of these companies showed up, sold some equipment, and then they're out they're of They're gone. Yep. You don't want that. Yep. No, you want uh, So as I would say to anybody, like we talk about on home and, you know, on all your shows, shop around. Yes. Ask yeah. around before you spend a lot of money. Yes. Yes. Especially exactly. with a solar system, which could cost 
anywhere from well, and, you know, and this is the other thing I appreciate about Alan. He'll he'll go through and really run the numbers and tell you exactly whether that's a good fit for you or not. And he's even told me specifically. There's been a couple of folks from the shows that have called him where he went, sat down, and looked at everything, and at the end of the day, it it really wasn't a good fit. There wasn't enough money savings there to to make it all work, John. And you know, he'll tell you that on the front side. Oh yeah. Well, you know. I look at people, and if you're 100% electric, like you don't have gas, and maybe you're mm-hmm. like me out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and can't trust a propane del- delivery uh, in February because can the truck get to the house, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then it might be more worthwhile than the person who lives in town and is getting natural gas for their heat and hot water and maybe cooking and all their, you know, then maybe, you know, it's just, what's the savings there, the summer AC, stuff like that? Does the numbers balance? And that's right. As a numbers guy like you are, you got to do the math. Yeah, you have to. And you got to yeah. look at a full entire year to your point. You can't just look at a, a quarter even. You've got to look at the entire year. And then, of course, as you know, and this is the unknown, but well, I, I think it's pretty, I mean, it's unknown, but I think it's a pretty sure bet, John, that you're going to see increases anywhere from three to five to even maybe 10% a year moving forward. Yep. Well, yeah, because every time, oh, you guys in Colorado, I don't know if you're on XL, but XL just announced that they're closing that, what is it, Cherokee power plant yep. or something? Yep. And that's going to hurt more than anything, even though from what I've read, that power plant had issues over the past few years. It's still um, based on, you know, natural fuels, not renewables that are only, I'm looking out. There's no wind in Cheyenne today, so I'm looking at the wind farm right now, and the windmills aren't even turning fast enough to nope. generate. Nope. And that's, you know, there you go. So where are you going to get it? So yeah, I don't know, point. John. It's just one of those things that I, I just wanted to point out to the fact that, you know, you're going to have a deal to deal with your utility anyway, so you might as well yep. deal with them on the front side. Well, yeah, you need you need that for hey. a, asking all those questions. You're going to need them to get all the facts and figures of where you've been the last year on your bills and so on anyway, so you might as well call them and just get all right. that on the one, at one fell and swoop. You know what? Most utilities most utilities have more than a year on file. Yes. Um, yes. You know, back when That's I correct. worked in the utility industry. And get a three-year average. Because you never know. Yeah, one summer point. might have been hotter than the other. One winter colder than the other. If you could get them to give you three years, then you could do that. You know, do a monthly average each month, and then do a year average. Ask them for what they have, and a lot of times they'll have more than a year. And a lot of utilities, you can get that yourself right off their website if you have an yep. account with it. That's right. That's right. So well done, John. Hey, John Always good stuff have from a good you. Day. Appreciate I'm going it. To turn all right. Have a good one, John. Appreciate it very much. And he is spot on. Really quick, back to the sort of the PSA on what to do with scam calls and so on. Charlie also reminded me that you guys will even at times get text messages and emails. Again, do not reply. Do not respond. Just click delete. And even on your phone, just delete that text message. Do not acknowledge that you've done anything with it. Uh, do not respond. Do not ask questions. You, yeah, even Charlie's got a great point. Block the number. So if you know it's a scam email, uh, just block that number in the future so you won't see any more of them. And, again, these are just little tips on how to keep yourself safe when it comes to all of the people that are out there trying to get money out of your pocket. And let me tell you what, folks, the scammers are huge. One little story really quick. 
We did this a few years ago, myself and Dan and Charlie. It was during the day, I believe. It was, if I remember right, it was like on a Friday, I want to say. And, you know, we have a little fun on Fridays anyways. And so I get this, I get this call, and it happened to be right as we were getting ready to go on air. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to call this person back and just put them on air. Why not? They're a scammer. So I do. I call them back. And, the, and it was something to do with the, the you know, IRS, and if I didn't pay a certain amount of money, that they were going to send the sheriff and blah, 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 blah. So I call the guy back on the telephone. And we kind of go back and forth, play a little cat and mouse, and he's going to send the sheriff, and I'm like, good, send him. When, they, when are they arriving? When can I expect him? Because, you know, I've interviewed him many times on my program here, so, you know, when, when are they going to show up so I know what to expect? And, I mean, we go back and forth, back and forth. Here's the sad part, though. And I'm sure if Dan Muir is listening right now, he can, he can attest to this. Here's the sad part. As I'm talking to this particular scammer, in the background, I can tell this is a huge call center. Mm-hmm. And you can hear all of these other phone calls going on in the background. And we could hear distinctly one specific phone call where I, could, I can guarantee you they were extracting money from someone. Yep. That was the sad part. We were having fun. While somebody else on that same at that same time was getting scammed out of who knows what, because they were you know basically they took the bait of these scammers and we we could hear all of that going on in the background. I mean, you wanted so badly to reach through the phone and strangle this guy and the other guy that was extracting the money out of the other individual. Keep in mind, folks, that the majority of these, if not all, are not on U.S. soil. The majority of these are coming out of places like. Gosh, folks, it's anywhere from India to Jamaica to Africa to you name it. There are literally call centers out there that these people go to daily with a uniform shirt on, much like you would go to your own job. And it is their job to sit down there and dial and dial and dial or email and email and email or text, text, text to try to figure out who's going to take the bait and how they can scam money out of you. It is their job daily to do so. Yep. It's how they feed their families I'm guessing that they get a paid a percentage of you know either hourly or a percentage of whatever they're collecting when they go to scam people. Uh, it is literally a job for them, and and here's where it's frustrating for me. I want so badly to reach through there and you know strangle that person on the other end of the phone. On the same token, I realize that they're just trying to do a job. They're trying to feed their family. It's not really them, and in some cases, they may be quote unquote a slave to that. Maybe they've gotten themselves into a situation where they don't have any choice but to go and show up there on a daily basis. You know, I'm not saying that all of them are nefarious. I think the majority of them are. But I would guess there's probably some folks that do that that don't necessarily want to, but because they've been, quote-unquote, forced to, they have no choice. I Probably for the majority of people, unless you're really sharp and you can talk to these people on the phone, your best bet is to just ignore them. Yep. Don't answer the phone. Don't call them back. Don't answer an email. Don't answer a text message. Just ignore and move on. And, and I'm afraid, and I'll just, I'll just say it, those of you that are getting older, I think, the, I think the temptation, especially as we get older, because we were trained this way when we were younger, is to answer every phone call. That's what we did when the phone rang on the side of the wall. The old dial phone. When it rang, you answered it because there was no caller ID. You didn't know what else to do. You just picked up the phone and answered. So I feel like in today's world, the especially the older folks, it's sort of like your job or mission in life to answer every phone call. Change that mentality because that's not that way anymore. You don't have to answer 
every phone call. If you don't recognize the caller ID that's coming up, most of you don't even have house phones anymore. You do it all off your cell phone. If you do not recognize that number and it is not already in your phone, do not answer it. One last thing. I don't have a lot of time, but one last thing. You all as families should have a safe word. Because the other scam that's going on is they will call you and say, this is your grandson, so-and-so, so-and-so, and and I've got myself into some really deep trouble. And they'll know just enough details to where it will make it sound like it's legit and little Joey is in trouble and you need to go down to Western Union and wire X amount of money to X place to get Joey out of trouble. So what you need to do is say, oh, Joey, you know, okay, I'm sorry that you're in trouble. What's our safe word? If they cannot answer that correctly, which they won't be able to because they don't know that much information, it's sort of like a secret password. If they don't answer that correctly, you just hang up. Should just hang up in the first place because it's doubtful that Joey's going to call you anyways. You're going to hear that through other means anyways. But case in point, have a safe word among your family so that everybody knows what's going on. So if anything like that ever comes up, you know, in fact, it's somebody that's actually legit versus somebody that is not. With that, I'm going to close out Fix It Radio. Drive Radio is coming up next. If you're listening on Tuesday, Rush to Reason will be next. But, guys, we'll be right back. If you missed anything on this program, go to the website fixitradio.com, and you can find it there as well. Again, this is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.